I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Put the icing on the cake for the toppies. In 
excellent play by Colby. Barkley cuts inside, picks his spot, and curls it to the goal. And there's surely no way back now for Southampton. Hello and welcome to the latest Everton Fan Focus podcast. It's the first one of the season and tonight I'm joined by Mark and Ben Ellis. Hello. Also known as the Mitchells. <laughs> Affectionately known. So we've just sat through the uh, highlights from the Southampton game at the weekend there, lads. Fantastic win, wasn't it? Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. It was like we just took a, a chapter out of the, the sort of season before last. And gone right back to what we we did best under Martinez, wasn't it? It was a, a a team full of purpose, team who had a plan and executed it perfectly. It was great to to see the eleven players play well for a start. You know, I couldn't fault anybody in that team to be honest. Um, it was just brilliant to see Everton sort of. We've had a few, well, a lot of clouds hanging over the club. That just blew it away for ninety minutes and took us all back to that the happiness land that, that we haven't been to quite often. Definitely, do you agree, Ben? It was like it was a collective performance, wasn't it? Although individuals stood out. It was. It was every every one was ten on ten. Even Tim Howard made a couple of great saves, and Barkley put in a performance. You seem to forget with Ross Barkley that even though we went through a bad period last season, we've still got a major talent, and if he can do that, then. He's a fifty million pound player. That he's, he was unbelievable. Starting to be like become a man, really, isn't he? You can see that in the past couple of games. Yeah. And this, this could be really his season um, to make an impression. I think he would have been disappointed. I mean, we were all disappointed last season with everyone's performance, really. Um, but Barkley, he struggled with confidence, didn't he? He had the fans on his back, and I think with his goal against Watford. And uh, his, his performance and goal against Southampton, he'd take a lot of confidence from that now, won't he? Yeah, amazing, yeah absolutely. Amazingly, he, he sort of matched his last season's tally on assists and goals inside the first two games. You know, yeah. he only had two uh, two assists all last season, two goals. But he's looking at a player who's, who's finally emerging from all that, doesn't he? I think he's had a good, maybe the coaching team have, have done well with him over the summer. We don't see what goes on, but he, he certainly looks to have broader shoulders this time around, doesn't he? You know, Definitely. You know, he's certainly got the talent. We all know he's got the talent. If he can get it right, then then it's you know it's going to help God bold well for us this season. Well, it's the first podcast of the season, lads. Yeah, it is. So, which means um, we've got to talk about the Watford game as well. <laughs> we can't we can't just completely ignore the first game of the season, though, can we? No. But uh, it was probably not the best start of the season. But I think we all expected Watford to come and have a real go. The promoted sides usually do, don't they, Ben? Yeah, they do. They've nothing to lose. They know Everton, who haven't strengthened majorly. <laughs> Dana Fall was injured for the game, so he was only cleverly making his debut. And Watford knew that if they could get out Everton get the first goal, the, the confidence snaps and the fans get straight on. And they did that, and I thought they were terrific for 45 minutes. Yeah, we were look- We Everton looked back to... It almost looked like nothing had changed. Yeah. In that yeah. first forty-five, especially. Yeah. As you said about the atmosphere in Goodison, Ben. It, yeah. It's toxic, isn't it? It doesn't it, take much. No, it doesn't. And I think that first forty-five minutes, we were all sort of uh, worried to think, "Oh, is is it going to be another season of this?" But I mean, defensively, I thought we were we were a bit shaky, and they took the lead on 30, 13 minutes. That yeah. Leon scored, didn't he? And yeah. What did you make of the goal? It, was, it, looked like, it just looked like one big mess, didn't it, in the box? It was, it was, a, it was a good ball in, but it so okay. I think Jags got, uh, there was confusion, wasn't there, about, you know, clear, clear, trying to clear the ball. They come off Jags, and to be fair to the lad, he smashed it home. There wasn't much Howard could do about it. Mm. But it was uh, basically 
just looked a lot of confusion in the box and Watford took advantage of that, didn't it, as soon as the ball came in. It took us an hour to like get, get ourselves sorted, didn't it? And yeah, yeah. Barkley, it was 76 minutes when Barkley scored, um, and it was a huge relief, wasn't it? It was, yeah. We Well, it was Coney who changed the perception, who changed the whole dynamic of the game, because Watford had two strikers to deal with. Yeah. And Coney's hold of play, whatever they say about Coney, he's great on the ball, and he can hold the ball up and lay it off, and he did that. And Ross, straight out of nowhere, fabulous strike into the top corner. Yeah, and from then on, I thought we were going to win. We thought yeah. we were going to go on and win. Well, we had the momentum, didn't we? Um, I thought I, I agree about Coney changing the game. I thought he did. Um, he got the assist for Barkley, didn't he? But Barkley, what a strike that was! I mean, he's got that in his locker. He showed that before, yeah, but we just didn't see it as many times as we'd like in the past eighteen months. Um, but yeah, it was a great goal. Then we levelled. I, I agree. We, I felt like we were going to go on, but. Igalo went up to the ends and it was a bit of a fast that goal, wasn't it? But there was like a Grand Canyon style chasm between the midfield and the, the you know the defence man has admitted that the, the, the position was all wrong from a team point of view for that goal, wasn't it? But uh, Igalo showed why he was so deadly in the Championship last season, didn't he? I think he's one of them players that'll sort of naturally adjust yeah. to the Premier League. He, he uh, went sold stones there. Uh, Told him to the shot for a pound of milk, didn't he? On a couple of occasions and finished it great, and it was a good finish. But you know that goal should never have happened. There was far too much space between the midfield. Um, we'd overcommitted by the looks of we on attack, trying to win the game, which is understandable. But you know the lad took it well, and at that point there was oh, oh, depression, which had been there all pre-season, and now sort of showing its reality. Well, and, you know. it was the like relief that we we got with the Barkley goal, just. Washed away, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And you you thought to yourself, oh, we're an opening day defeat. You know, we haven't played too well. We're, what are we actually going to do this season? But thankfully, within three minutes, yeah, that man, Aruna Kone, the yeah. hero, rising from the fume. So it's got a well though, didn't it? Uh, it was a fabulous finish. When he, when he went through on goal, there was no one who expected that to go in. It was just, you know, I'm sort of setting ourselves up for a save or maybe the keeper will party it. Absolutely clinical, wasn't it? You know, yeah. it was a top draw finish. The keeper didn't smell it. Um, and I thought he linked up with that. Well, Lukaku in that instant looked a lot happier with someone around him, didn't he? You know, and I think he, I think Lukaku would probably say that Coney does a lot. You know, he, he plays better when he's with someone. And then she seemed to gel in a strange sort of way, don't they? You know, yeah. Coney's had his critics, a lot of critics, but no, they linked up well. Great finish, and it was just a shame that that. Onslaught didn't really happen after it, did it? We didn't manage to get up ahead of steam. There wasn't enough time left, really, no, was there? But no. I think we'd all agreed there with, with Coney's impact. And I think after the game, when you look at that, you think it wasn't a, it wasn't a vintage Evan performance, you know, by no. any stretch. But Coney and Barkley are two players who thrive on confidence and scoring goals, especially Coney. You know, he, he's, he's like being a nobody, hasn't yeah. he? Let's yeah. be honest, since he's been here. Yeah. And to see like, him get a, get a goal. Celebrating and then Barkley after the season he's had lack of confidence getting a goal Gladys to end you think they can only build on that yeah all of a sudden there's like you know two key issues that look like they're getting addressed don't they you know a, a, a confident Ross Barkley is going to help this team enormously and Coney while I still think we, we, we need a better option to Lukaku up front I'm not being, I can't just change your mind after two games but I think if Coney persists at this level all season, then it goes well for the competition for places, doesn't it? So Lukaku doesn't get complacent or whoever comes in. You yeah. know, if Coney's biting at the bit to constantly get in the team, then that only, can only be good for us, can't it? You know, just hope 
he can, I'm pleased for the lad, I hope he does, I really hope he turns it around. It's surprising, continues. isn't it? Surprising that yeah. we're actually talking about Conor having yeah. an impact. Yeah, it's, like you say, like, he's been nowhere in the squad, you know, and he's just been one of those players, you think, I hope he gets a one of games, but he, he had a one of games last season, I did not think he scored one against Newcastle, I think. Yeah. And, yeah. That, and you think, and the pre-season games, did nothing to say this player's changing whatsoever. And then all of a sudden... In fact, he, he looked awful in pre-season, didn't he, to be honest? Yeah, he, just yeah. Looked, he, offered, he hasn't offered nothing, hasn't he? Even as you say, when he got back in the side last year, he doesn't offer much, does he? Yeah. Or in that, you know, in that, the game against Watford and obviously the Southampton game, which we'll come to, he's looked, he's looked fit, he's looked hungry and he's looked ready. And as you said, that'll provide competition, especially in the attacking areas. You know, like if, if he's deployed a bit further back, then they'll follow Morales and that. Yeah. McGeady, it's much more competition for them, isn't it? It looks like we've got all kinds of options again all of a sudden, doesn't yeah. it? Rather than we've got no one behind Lukaku, we've got, you know, and, and it, you're right with him. Coney playing well also offers up more more from a tactics point of view. We can set up differently, can't we? Or we can, you know, explore different options if we're trying to break teams down. It just helps the, the whole team if... It does. If, if he's playing well and wanting to, to make an impact. So it wasn't the best start, and obviously a lot of fans have said nothing's changed. Yeah. Too many midfielders, the lack of signings and all that. But we then had Southampton, and you know everyone's looking at the fixtures, and Southampton's got to be one of the toughest places to go to in the Premier League now, isn't it? I don't, yeah. I don't know about you boys, but I, I feared the worst going into the game. I thought, you know what, if we, if we get beat here or, you know, get another draw, because we've started slowly under Roberto last two seasons. We have drawn, yeah, yeah. we've drawn our opening our three, three games, the yeah. first season, and then drawn our opening two the last season, but um, I, I feared, especially with Southampton, because they're a good side. And it's been a graveyard for us in the past few years, they've absolutely wiped the floor with us there, haven't they? Yeah, um, yeah it was good to see us go there with sort of no, there was no fear, there was a clear plan as well, which it, it hasn't always been the case with Marcus lately, so yeah. it looks like he's been winging it for a, a quite a long time, doesn't he, you know, but there was an absolute clear method of thinking behind that performance, and it was, yeah. it was executed perfectly, it was just fantastic to watch. It was, not it? The fear, just going back to that record there, remember last season yeah. when we got beat 3 it, it was a stark contrast to last season, and I, I almost felt from the end of the Watford game, the last 15 minutes, when Everton and Williams said, you know, yeah. they got back into the game and all that, and it, it changed, and they carried it on right into the Southampton game, they, they were brilliant, yeah. And it was, uh, as you said, it was the pressure was on, and we had all the, the stuff about the protests, we'll come to that, we'll discuss yeah. the protests, um, yeah. I know you'll be chomping at the bit <laughs> to do that, Mark, but uh, we'll discuss them a bit later. Yeah. Um, but the, the pressure was on, wasn't it? You know, slow start, uh, not, not many signings, fan protests uh, for off-field issues. But, you know, Everton travelled well in numbers, as they always do. It was yeah. a nice sunny day. Um, and the goals <laughs> flew in, didn't they, from the off? And it was, it was great. It was... It was, it was uh, actually refreshing to see Everton playing Play with a smile yeah and the fans with smiles on their faces yeah it was a big adjustment from constant fume to absolute elation which you know and I know like a lot of people say oh, don't go overboard it's one win but the level of anxiety and frustration that's been going on since pre-season you know I think we're entitled to a day where we're just allowed to feel great about it and that was just one of them days I thought Martinez was, was absolutely his tactics were, were nailed on there you know, the, the way he put, sort of, he gave Barry a, almost like a day off there, didn't he? He put him back, Barry didn't, although he still yeah. covered more ground than anyone, but he didn't have to do as, you know, cover as much ground and that, and that's when you've seen the best of Cleverly and mm. and, and Barkley in there. I just thought his tactics were just spot on, I couldn't fault it. 
Well, yeah, we needed a boost, didn't we? we Let's did. be honest. We needed badly. a boost, even if, it's, if, it, if you're just saying it's just three points, but we badly needed a boost. Yeah. Um, we all know what's going on off the pitch. We all know about the signings. You know, we signed yeah. Delafoe cleverly early on in the summer. We felt like we've had no good news since. I agree. Even yeah. pre-season, you know, people. I know people don't read into it too much, but it wasn't much to excite us. No. We was the thinking, oh yeah, it's going to be great. There's nothing to make us feel upbeat at the moment. And then that performance, I think, it really hit home that we are a really good side. We just need to kick up the arse at times. And w- when we get in our stride, we could we could be unplayable. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Southampton look like they couldn't live with us at times. Could they? You know, when Lukaku plays like that, if he fancies playing like that all season, he's on for 35 goals, isn't he? You know, he was, un- was unplayable, wasn't he? Absolutely. And, the, you know, lovely gesture at the start when he hit that woman in the face and then went into the crowd. And yeah. That was lovely, but also... Showed on the pitch, he showed absolutely no no remorse whatsoever. That he went out. There was that run after about five minutes that showed you that Lukaku was was up for this. Well, he, he got yeah. it, didn't he? And just see him the power it in was that about run, fifty yards run. It was almost Thierry Henry, like the way he powered past about three people who just left them all for dead. He looked like a ten doing a three point ten at first <laughs> when he sort of took it and took it down a player. Yeah. Yeah. Once he got into his stride, but we all know Lukaku's at his best when he's running against. Not yeah. when he's holding up, not when he's got no. back to golf, feeding people in. Don't get me wrong, he likes to play the football now and again, but he's at his best. when he Remember that goal against goal. Arsenal the other season yeah. when he beat them 3 0? Oh, and he came in, he cut in, and yeah. slotted it. I but think that was classic Lukaku. It's when, there's, it's when there's no thinking involved, it's all natural, isn't it? You know, it's what comes to him to the best. And like you say, you know, again, that's the tactic Roberto hasn't really used a lot since then, but like, Lukaku is at his best, and, and defenders are at their worst when he's running at them. Yeah, it just you know nobody would want that sight running around him, and he, and he backed it up with quality, didn't he? It wasn't just you know running down blind alleys. It, it, everything had a purpose to it, you know. Definitely. I mean, just speaking of Lukaku, the opening goal, Ben. Yeah. What did you make of that? I mean, it, it was a it was fantastic, a great breakaway. It, it, it actually the, came though from a, a Southampton chance. Southampton goal, headed away, Barkley picked it up, and what was surprising, not for me, but from last season was the amount of players Everson had going forward. There was five on three at one point. It was cleverly, and it was lost back on the ball. Galloway. Coley. Galloway was forward yeah. in the far left-hand position. It was brilliant. I want a ball in. <laughs> so now, you, you, with Coney there, you're like, oh, Coney's on right wing. Uh, to be honest, when a lot of people seen that team sheet, they were made to be tumble pie in the end. But I, I, yeah. my personally, I was happy to see two strikers on the pitch, but I thought, where's the width coming from? But he's using cleverly. Yeah, yeah. Cle- cle- very cleverly, very cle- cleverly. Yeah, <laughs> to sound like a, a bit of a tool, but uh, he is though, isn't he? Because right. he, he used him and Cle and Coney and Barkley. The interchange, the way they they moved around, the way and, their movement created the width. Whereas yeah. on piece of paper, it looks like there's no width whatsoever in that team. Well, you, you know, you know yourself. You got Brendan Galloway. You have got Seamus Coleman. They like to get forward. Yeah, this Galloway. You know, if it's Galloway, Garbutt, Oviedo, or Baines, they all like to get forward. So I think yeah. that's where he's going to see. The width coming from, and he's going to compact the midfield and press high when we go forward. And I, it was a great ball in, wasn't it? I uh, thought he's going to he's going to put this <laughs> out for a goal kick. Here, yeah, Coney. Oh, straight into the goalie's hands. This is going yeah. straight into. And the then we're all on Twitter saying, "Oh yeah, he's shit. He scored the goal last week, but but he done well. He, he put it he put it on a on a sixpence, and he was a great header. Fantastic header, right the other way. 
very much don't look like the way he's planted it the other side yeah. of the goal. Like, like, very don't look like, like a goal of the 1980s, wasn't it? Was, it's not like a modern day goal. I don't know. Was there a goal Duncan Ferguson scored away at like Norwich? Just someone went and beat them 3 2. Who was yeah. that against? Yes. And the ball Norwich. came in and he nodded it back across, yes. didn't he? The keeper. Similarities to, to the Lukaku yeah. goal, but I agree, Ben. It yeah. was like Ferguson. And Lukaku's not. not the most prolific in the air is he but no. he, he, done, he done really well for that they're always the best looking goals then the ones that can't go back the way they came yeah. with the striker running the keeper looks a full wrong footed you know and, yeah. and it's, you know he beat two two times and defenders for that as well didn't he you know? there was no there was no looking back after that though was there no no looking back I mean we had the chance soon after yeah <sighs> two great chances but Coney sort of come deep bit of football Barkley was eventually put it by Lukaku after some interchange and he should have scored. He was all on his own, I couldn't believe he was all on his own and he missed I think Clever had an even better chance to slot it in. He just he, he had too much time he and did. he just fluffed it, didn't he? Yeah. Barkley should have buried that. It was you know, he had he had he had left and right to wing for the goal and would have resulted in two 0 but you know when that you, was a slight kind of a blemish, maybe on his perfect day, but you know, we can't really when you go to a place like Southampton yeah. and you've created that much inside 10 minutes, you know you're going to have a good day against them with Lukaku yeah. in that fall. But I, I think that represented how, how our play was because Coney came deep and took the ball off Barry. Coleman was involved, I think. Lukaku got it. He then slotted yeah. in Barkley, who'd moved into a central forward yeah. position or a number 10 arriving. And uh, cleverly was up there as well. It, it was, was like, uh, how many bodies do we want to get forward? This is great to watch. Where's the like the mentality changes come from training in midweek? All season, probably all of last season, all pre season, we've got like an old man sort of getting off the bus. Yeah. And last, I'm, and against Sam Anderson, like it was like, yeah, like myself, sciaticus kicked in. It's, it's getting better. But uh, <laughs> after the, after him, um, you know, Saturday it looked like um, you know you might give you fifty quid and told you to go out and have a, and have a ball. Yeah. And you know. We just look totally free of any restraint. I mean, that's when we play our best football. I don't think it's rocket science. I think I think we we surprise Southampton, and I think Southampton oh, probably do the same yeah. to different teams, don't they? And they have done. They're a good side. Coleman's a good manager. They've got good players, yeah. and yeah. I think they've done what we've done to them on Saturday over the past two seasons or two and a half or whatever. Yeah, and they've surprised a few people. But we did that when Roberto first came. We attacked with fluidity, didn't we? Yeah, Interchange and, of passing. Yeah, and menace. Yeah. Genuine sort of desire to go and, to go and hurt the opposition, which is sort of yeah. our trademark. Do you remember the derby? We had about five breakaways where we were clean through one leg all about five times. Just Dale forward, Morales. Maybe. And, yeah. so, they were just... Yeah, the three all derby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the three all game. Reckless, yeah. reckless abandon is maybe our best policy under Manus because we did it better than most teams. When we try and be too nicey-nicey, we get, we get bullied. Yeah, and yeah, they're not. Yeah, you're right. And, and 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 playing with pace and committing them forward brings out the sort of the talent in our players, doesn't it? You know, yeah. build slow build up plays. I'm not gonna. We've become far too predictable. I don't know. You know, obviously some good works going on in the training ground. You have to give Martinez credit for all the slacking that he's had. You have to give him full credit for that. That was you do, a you masterclass. Do. I know we've all been outspoken against them, haven't we? You know, yeah, we all yeah. have, and you know, a lot of people have. I've lost complete faith in him, and I don't think they'll ever get it back after last season. But you know, yeah. I'd like to think that the lad can still do a job for us, and I've got faith in him. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once; it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's just, a, you know, it was hard to keep any faith at all last season with a lot of his decision making and some of the stuff he comes out with. But yeah. they do, all of them deserve praise, even Tim Howard, who you know I love. <laughs> uh, he... he he, you know, we made a, great, a couple of great saves. He did. And a couple he, of he kept the score down, kept the clean sheet. And they were, at the time, they were key saves because the game was goals when particularly that Marnie saved the. the well, that was Coleman messing around, wasn't yeah. it? And he, and yeah. Marnie, he was, I think he's a terrific player for Sandham, so I yeah. like Marnie a lot. Um, but that was going in, and it would have going a goal down in a game like that changes the whole sort of. You know, the game plan doesn't so key saves, yeah. No full credit. And Howard, what I liked about him, there was no fuss, there was no drama, there was no no there was no high five himself. No high five There's absolutely no no um, start well, whatsoever. What did he say? He said you at the end he was almost embarrassed because the key the interview was asking him about the uh, the saves. He goes, Well that's my job, I've got to do them. Yeah. I've got to save those. Well you should you'd expect to keep it to well, do that on a yeah. regular basis. Must like quite a few people have had a slap this week then maybe and now we've we've got the benefits on the side. Maybe, maybe they're reading Twitter. <laughs> I, the I said I said a slap, not a beat down. If they read your Twitter, they'll be getting a transfer. <laughs> Throwing in a transfer request, yeah. <laughs> Been trying to get them in with the you know trying to get players to come in but it's not working. But it was, it was uh, it was great. and from the off really and just talking through the second goal then lads, it was uh, I thought it was Barkley was showed real uh, enthusiasm. I just thought it was one of my honest one of my I could wax lyrical about that goal all day long. If you look at Lukaku's movement from from coming off the centre circle, a real long busting desire to get into that box and, and cause and, you know make a difference. Barkley's pass was just the weight of that ball was perfect. It was underrated as well. Oh, do you know yeah. what? I, yeah, no one's ever mentioned it, but the weight of that ball, and I know it was a simple pass to make, but Lukaku did not have to break strides. It was, it was, it was gorgeous. Yeah. You love your football, that's, that's just a, it's a fantastic goal to watch. Yeah. It didn't have to break strides, swept it home, and the keeper didn't even smell it. Barclays ball, in yeah. the Yeah, them two really, uh, sorry, went there. You know, we underestimate their partnership, don't we? If they get it going, then we'd forget anyone else. Them two are uh, integral to to us being successful, I think. When they get it going, there's very, exactly. you know, we're de- definitely the best combination we've got, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Barkley's ball, it reminded me of Beardsley. You know, uh, it, was, it, it was. That was exactly yeah. where he's doing. It knows where the striker is. And for that moment, that ball, 
And it went into, and he knew the striker was going to finish. Yeah, the ball went into a crowded area, but it was with, with sort of between two arms. I know, I know, like it looked a simple pass, but I, I think it was a, a fantastic ball. And you know, it was just swept home with such fluidity. And you know, the first goal had such a, a an attacking uh, counter attacking sense to it. But that second one, we cut right to Southampton with just a matter of passes, and I think that was very much Everton, Lukaku, and Barkley at the best. The ironic thing about that goal is we were all crying out, why wasn't the Celtic Wills happy for wit? And that goal was bang, 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 right down the middle of the pitch. Yeah. It was an, it was like an Arsenal goal, wasn't it, when they were at the best? It was that, yeah. type, of, it was that type of move, you know. Mm. And it, but a lot, also Lukaku's desire to win the ball back off the halfway line and then link up with, you know, that sort of thing. You know? Yeah. I know, it's just, I, I think, though, with them too, Lukaku and uh, Ross Barkley, the, the, there's others like Delafoe as well, Morales, and obviously Coney, putting Coney into the mix now. The those play you can tell that they, they enjoy playing with each other, they know each other's games, and that's just not what we saw enough of last season. Although Lukaku got 20 goals, we just didn't see enough of the free flowing creative play. And I think we know we've got good young lads there, good creative young lads who can tear any team apart. So uh, to see it in, in full motion on Saturday, I was sitting there made up with it, absolutely made up, and especially for Ross, because I think this is just going to do him the world to go at the yeah. start of the season. Because I know about, uh, Lukaku, some fella who sitting next to me against the Watford said to me, Oh, I see uh, Lukaku had a poor first 45 yeah. minutes, probably a, a poor, poor goal by his, poor game by his standards. Yeah. This fella said, Oh, I see Lukaku still shit. And I thought, Well, you can be shit but still get 20 goals a season, can't you? Yeah. I, 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 it doesn't sit well with me the criticism of Lukaku. No. People call him a lazy soul and so on that. But well, yeah, but if you remember when January, when the shit was really hitting the fan, if you pardon me, like, you know, then if Lukaku was one of the few players just to stand up, and really sort of put in performances, didn't he? You know, when, when we things were really... But he kept scoring throughout that season. Yeah. He kept scoring. I know a lot of it came in Europe, but he kept, he kept dragging us through. We've been saying we need a 20-goal striker. We've been saying it for so long. We get one. And, you know, we tend to not be a, a completely happy bunch when we're not impressed with his work rate. Yeah. He just showed what he can do. You know, well, he's got, got two, two goals and an assist in his opening two games. And yeah, and I looked up his... Um, that's 39 goals in 83 games, which is one... Uh, one two, so almost. The yeah. way I see them, Ross Barkley and Kone and Lukaku, is they're going to carry on playing like that. They're like the support, uh, you know, the centrepiece of our forefront yeah. of our attack. Delafoe, Morales, cleverly. They're like the support and cast who are yes. just going to push up. And then behind that, you've got another section of your McCarthy, your Barry, your yeah. Mo Bezic. Yes. You know what I mean? Forget about Mo Bezic, yeah. I mean, those sort of players behind who are like the buffer. But you can and see then you've that, got yeah. the defence. Yeah. Um, that's the difference when, when, when our best players are playing at the top of the game all of a sudden we look like we've got options all over the park you know? at so times on Saturday we, we reverted from the four of the back to the three with Barry slotting in centre half with the two full backs going yeah. right forward and that's the way you've got to use Barry you can't have him in the middle of the pitch getting swamped he needs to be right next to he the centre half he needs to sit with the game in front of him so he, he can does. read it and he's coming for criticism Barry but I read he's great he, he was great on Saturday I read it for the stack though Ben He's covered the most grounds in both games. Yeah. But you you think you see him as like the water carrier or whatever it is in the middle. But you don't realise how much how many yards he's, he's I think we all don't. We all no, don't realise no. how He just looks like he struggles from getting from A to B, doesn't he, you know? But it's yeah. I don't, you know, but he he done fantastic on Saturday. And I think cleverly in there offers so much more than you know, he's a, 
he's a really good, a really good signing if you ask me. He just offers a lot of presence in there, and I like the fact that not one ball goes sideways or back. It's always forward. Yeah. He's always trying to pick a pass out and stuff. Yeah. I think he's going to go on. To, I think he's going to continue to improve and probably, you know, be be a standout performer. I just think he's, you know, a natural fit, isn't he? For I think so. I think it's it's clear why we've signed him. Yeah. Um, not everyone's a cup of tea. Not no. a lot of players we want to get excited about, but. No. Um, I'm not saying I've been proved right, but I I said when he signed, I'm I'm hopeful this lad's going to play a, re, a key yeah. role. I'm expecting him to be heavily involved, like Barry has been since he signed. There's a there's an, a, a certain um, label of a, like a, an experienced Premier League player. Yeah. Although Tom Cleverley is nowhere near as old as uh, Gareth Barry, you can just tell you can just tell why we've signed him, why he's in the yeah. side. And, uh, he's arguably stood out more than McCarthy at the start of the season, hasn't he? And uh, you know, McCarthy, I you know, had a little rant about him after Villa, you know, but he's a fantastic player. So it just again waters the mouth for when McCarthy gets his, you know, yeah. gets back in on in his usual game when he starts imposing himself on teams. You know, yeah. we do look a bit of a frightening outfit when when everything's clicking. We do. We that's do. the most frustrating thing, isn't it? When yeah. We perform. That's it. I mean, like we said about cleverly, it was. Uh, what I love about Cleverly is he's obviously wanted to become an Everton player for a long time. Villa was never in his thoughts, even though he was there all yeah, season. Yeah, so Villa was like a, so he's happy to swap yeah. Villa and come and play. You can see the vital role that he's got to play in Everton. We won't get overrun with a Tom Cleverly ferreting about like a, like look, a rabbit. You know. He looks so disappointed when it doesn't come off as well, which yeah. I think he's, yeah. he's obviously desperate to do well. And the, the goals That's we scored, always, he yeah. was always up there and involved. Yeah. Wanting to get a goal himself because he hasn't scored that many goals over the years. But I think Roberto said to him, "I want you to get goals. I want you yeah. to be part of that support and act for the the ones up front who are doing the business." I think he wants real manners wants to create like a dream team going. You know, like you know, do you know what I mean? Where where a stellar front four or five where we're always going to be in with the shouts of, of of winning games, no matter how we're playing. You know, that's how I think how he wants to go. I don't know. How it looks that way. But um, he wants you know, he wants a mixture on. He wants graft. He wants energy, yeah. he wants raw talent like Barkley, he wants the powerhouse, that's Lukaku. Kone is a different sort of striker. Yes. Delafoe, Morales are the tricksters. Then yeah. you know, we'll see a role for Lonnie Sapina and that. Yeah. yeah, there's very different options of breaking teams down. When you talk about that, though, the final third of the pitch, you, you forget about everything else and you're like, that's a one hell of a side. Yeah, we, and then we've been screaming, we need them on the striker, also, yeah. and we do. So you know, again, if they get it, they've got to get it right in the transfer window now. In the in the last in the last few uh, weeks or days, whatever it is, because um, this this group of players deserves to be sort of supplemented with with more quality. Complemented, you know? yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Please, we we'll, we'll have a look at the transfer window yeah. in the next part. Um, but before we get to that, we've got. The Barkley goal as well, which was equally as impressive. I think in the second half we went a bit flat, didn't we? Southampton made one or two changes. Yeah. You know, uh, it slowed down the game, but I thought we still we still looked comfortable. We never looked really threatened. There was a, a couple of chances, wasn't the Mane forced a chance from Howard, Pele, a couple Some of half chances. But there yeah. wasn't yeah. anything where you thought Southampton got a goal back here, we could be in for it. But didn't didn't feel anxious at all in that no. no, you like Southampton. Upped it a little bit, as you would expect a team to nil down at half time. They did up the tempo, but I haven't always. They they looked always capable of hitting them on the break if 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 maybe they got a goal back or whatever. Yeah. I always thought we had another gear to move up, which which showed with the third goal. Really. Yeah. It looked if we could defend properly, you've got a chance every time against them on the break because they can win far too many men forward. Yeah. Definitely, 
and that's it. And I think they knew that Southampton didn't they? If they pressed too hard or too high, we'll hit them again. And they knew they weren't playing well enough. You know what I mean? So yeah. they was. I think you know the game was up for them pretty much by half time. To be honest with you, yeah. such was Everton's. I think general dominance that you know Everton were playing great and they, they knew we were up for it on the counter attack. Maybe they were <laughs> indecisive about what to do, and, and it was a bit of a, a quiet second half. I mean, well, I mean, had a good shot with, with Howard tipping it around the post, but yeah, apart from that, there was no, you know, you could have. There was, there was a lot of inactivity. Particularly with the way Stones and Jaggy Elk could play. Nothing was getting past them. They just marshalled them, didn't they? Yeah. Just magnificent again. He's in a class of his own, Stones, though, yeah. isn't he? But uh, later on, I remember seeing Barkley on the, in front of our fans and he jinked past one of their Southampton players and put a ball across. Yeah. He's, only, he's not the biggest lad, is he, Barkley? But he's got his body in front and a bit of trick. And I thought, this lad's thriving on it. Yeah, he's thriving on it. Got it yeah, and all yeah. our fans are rolling him on. And then, obviously... And the was it the eighty fourth minute? Yeah, five minutes from time, roughly. Um, yeah, you, you know, again interchange passing. You could watch that goal all day, couldn't you? Coleman, yeah. it was, wasn't it? Coleman and on the edge of the penalty area, a right back, yeah. <laughs> laid it off to a to a central midfielder. And then, <laughs> that was Lukaku. Was, well, yeah, yeah, but eventually, they eventually got it. Oh, yeah, it was a one two with Lukaku yeah. and Coleman Cole yeah. passed it to Barkley. Um, I, I, I knew it was going in then you could tell the way his foot was getting wrapped around that ball you could have hit the first time but it composed it again to yeah. shimmy put the defender and, and buried it and he was in front of our fans and you can just see what it means to him and even when he's speaking after the game and that he praised the fans but he's it's almost like he's becoming a man it's a, the boy becoming a man Absolutely. and he's maturing and you know he, he can become Everton, Mr Everton, if you know what I mean, he can be the one in front of the press, we don't know the one playing for England, the one driving this yeah. team on. We don't know if the Rooney thing has maybe had an impact on him where, you know, he could be so much, you know, he could be a lot, so much better than Rooney in that, in, in sort of, you know, well, for the fact that he's going to stick around longer for a start, but also he could be that person, you don't know, maybe that's, it, or maybe just, the, you know, I thought that last week, just thinks maybe that could be me, that I could be that person, yeah. you know, that hope for them. And, and he's got, and like Lukaku was saying this week, picking him up, said he should be doing a lot better because he's got it all. Yeah. You know, and that's, 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 I you know, going to help him definitely. I thought that last week when I saw Rooney playing for Everton was arguably the most surreal thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And you could see Barkley, it's like he loved playing with a player like Rooney because he's equally brilliant players. And you just think, he wants to say, I want to do a and the best thing is yeah. a better impact than what Rooney had on Everton. The best thing is it's not like a, a Mark Noble at West Ham where he's you know he wants to play for the club. He's, he's limited in the class. This fellow can be who he wants to be at the club. He, he loves playing for. If we can get his head right, you know, the sky's the limit. Definitely. I think though, even you know, he's like a, a a bit of a rabbit in the headlights in the past when he yeah. went in front of the cameras, and that's one thing I've noticed that others may have not noticed the way he's speaking. And, yes. You know, scousers are quite bad, aren't they? I mean, I must say, like and, uh, and all that on this about a thousand times, but you just don't because he's a wolf. But, uh, <laughs> Ross, Ross, like when Rooney did, well, I think Rooney after Ferguson's testimonial, right? Yeah. Rooney reminded me of Barkley. Yeah, more interviews. Uh, uh, whereas Rooney, I think, has probably had a bit of elocution. He, you know, he's England captain. You know, he's he's been he's, he's had to he's had to speak. But to me, it was like he didn't know what to say after Ferguson's one. I think Rooney just felt awkward. Yeah, he did. Simple. He probably did. Yeah. But Barkley this season, it's only a small thing, you know. But I, I just he's no. more confident in front of the cameras. The club are managing him well. Yeah. Put him in front of the cameras, give him confidence. He's scoring goals. As you said, the sky's the limit. Yeah. 
And it's got all the ability to do it as well. Right, it's a little thing, but it, it reflects on, it's been reflecting on his performances. It's looked a lot more mature. It's looked, hasn't get the ball away as often. You know, he's, mm. he's keeping hold of, you know, contributing to the team, scoring crucial goals. You know, there's a brilliant potential world-class player there, if we can get it right. Just hope he, just hope he continues in this vein. So before the end, we could have made it four as well, couldn't we, Ben? Yeah, we could have. Naismith went Naismith. If his feet were in concrete, he would have buried that, but he just couldn't get his feet out because the defender made a good challenge, to be honest. Yeah. I was asking too much of Evan, wasn't it? To be fair, he had only just come on, but I think Lukaku gets that chance. It's, it's the hat trick, isn't it? You know, he buries that. I think, uh, I mean, it's anyone's shout for man of the match. There's a few, isn't there? But I, I personally was a give it to Lukaku because he, he looked unstoppable. Yeah, and, and that's the Lukaku that we know is in there. Absolutely, um, a lot of people would have said Ross Barkley for his influence as well. But do you know? Don't get me wrong. Kone, Barry, cleverly, Stones, Jagiel. You could, though, you could. I thought yeah. Coleman, Galloway, John Stones, and Jagiel. Okay, was just. You can't. Do you know what we take it for granted? But they were just magnificent, weren't they? Stone. There was. There was. They just completely bricked up. The Messi tunnel on that one. Stones has thrown himself in front of everything, and he, he looks like he does it without breaking sweat. And I'll jag it. Okay, maybe he's a bit more sweaty because he's getting on a bit. Now. <laughs> he's sitting run ragged, but he, he still did get involved. Heads, bodies, you just see the the, the combination. They have to thrive off each other, don't they? You know, the you know it doesn't. I know. I remember Jags and Lescott were an excellent combination, weren't they? But, but Stones and Jags just for me look. It's a natural like like. A natural fit when they play together. There's, there's, they know each other's games, don't they? When you see them against Watford, a bit erratic and that. Like, What's yeah. going on here? You're not ready for the new season, but then I think they're always capable of their moments. But now, you know, mm. like we saw against Southampton, they got it in them to perform like that for 90 minutes. I just hope that they do it. You know, I think every single one of them deserve praise from the manager probably. as well for Saturday, don't they? Without a doubt, the manager got his spot on. The players played exactly as we hoped. Um, yeah, but how immense. Man's reaction when that third goal went in said a lot. I think you know he's a lot of feel like a lot of weight has been lifted off his shoulders. Yeah. He's been under a lot of pressure, really. I think, but, so and, and rightly so, because he's been making people go bold for about twelve months with his decisions. But last, you know, it's that been working fast that with you, then, hasn't it? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it tends to work faster than me more than most. But that sort of fit beard that we attracted in July two thousand and thirteen, and he turned into a, a moaning I'll get is now sort of. Back to a level of hotness, though. You know, hopefully he can maintain that all season. Like, <laughs> no, that's one al- analogy <laughs> you've never used, do you, Mark? Yeah. No, well, he, he turned up, you know, and everything everything looked sexy, and, and I'm not gay. <laughs> but it looked like a swagger, though, didn't it? We played there was with a swagger. To it we lost our mojo, yeah. now it looked like we may now, have to have it back again. Austin Powers has had it back, and yeah. it's just all we, we will never unwrap it now all season. <laughs> that's it. I think uh, what, um, what was noticeable as well is. Um, the whole feeling after the game amongst our fans because yeah. there has been disparity amongst our fans let's be honest yeah. and we'll come to the yeah. protest again in a bit later but yeah. the unity of the club and of seeing the fans at half time celebrating that seeing the yeah. but you know not just the Evertonians that were there the Evertonians that are here as well and celebrating yeah. the pubs and in their homes and on Twitter together. It was just nice to be united again for Absolutely, one day. For one day, and it shows you come rain or shine, you want the board out, you want the board in, you're not bothered. Come rain or shine, we all react the same way when that goal goes in. When we yeah. have it and play like that, there's not one Evertonian who's, who's unhappy or, you know, yeah. it's a natural feeling. It's just, you know, it was great. Like you said, I think we all deserved, after the, the stress of the summer and everyone's felt it, 
that was like a proper sort of thank you from the, the, the players, wasn't it? Exactly. Putting up with us. It was brilliant. It I was. just hope there's more Saturdays like that. Because then, you know, I can go and get like number 10 uh, balloons and stuff and we'll, we'll uh, get the pace tables out. Be honest. Hardly any cars come down this road. <laughs> you watch match of the day without having a meltdown. It was, it was good to take watching match of the day, wasn't it? So we're fourth in the Premier League, boys. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we've got. City, high flying city on Sunday and then Spurs. Yeah. Um, but you know, no, no reason to fear City, have we? No, not Goodison, certainly not. You know, um, we've got, we, we can, we have a way of playing against them. You know, last season, if you remember, we uh, we had a terrible season, but we, we played well against City at home and, and deserved we got probably more draw, than the moral draw that we got against them. Everton. In the midst of a horrible run. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a real that's show of character. That, did that result. Same level of characters needed, but if we can keep the sort of little bit of arrogance that we've got going on up front then then you know City don't enjoy playing the goods and back so much, you know, mm. you know. Apart from when they help the sort of stop Liverpool win the title, I don't know, but, you know, there's, <laughs> there's no imminent threat so I, <laughs> But they they look they look select on the City, so that'll be yeah. a tough game on it, Ben. Watching them yesterday they they were unbelievable against Chelsea. I mean because it's been three 0 up in the side five minutes against Chelsea. Mm. They were fantastic. It's gonna be such a difficult game. Um but but we raise that game against Man City. They don't like playing at Goodison. If we get our well, you know, Barkley continues and Lukaku continues. There's two players definitely going to that's Barkley definitely. definitely. And um, after that, we've got Spurs. Not got off to the best start. No, they tend to have the remind of remind me of, of us, but with loads of money. Yeah, but you know they, what I mean? they really surprised me in the summer. The lack of they haven't really done anything have they? transfer wise. The 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 with the Kane's injured. Soldado's gone, so they're looking very sort of thin up front all of a sudden. Just talk about that. I mean, in G they're looking thin up front. from the same Ah, okay. Yeah. In G and Balassi. Balassi. the ones. But they, they like Everton, they're doing the yeah. business league, but they've always got a few quid spares, so. Yeah. Notoriously, they've gone out and spent, haven't they? Because yeah. they're, they're, they're never. They're like Everton are in the past, say, 10, ten years. That, but they've just overtook they, us a bit, haven't they? Yeah, they managed to know. get into the Champions League yeah. now, but they're, they're always sort of below the rivals, and I don't know. Yeah. But they always have a lot of money, and they go through a lot of managers and a lot of players, really. Yeah. Which isn't our real, isn't our model at all. But no, that'll be a tough game. It's televised again, is it? We're on the telly all the time. I know. We sort of sit into the season's like the next seven games. Yeah, I think it's because they expect us to lose everyone. Got Barnsley as well. Yes, I mean, how ridiculous was that St. Hallgate on the same day? Know. You know, everyone's talking about John Stones and then sort of one of them weird footballing things that you end up joining mm. Barnsley in the cup. Great away end from, uh, what I can remember, in 89. Uh, it was the same away end, <laughs> but uh, no, Everton going to take six, seven. We played it in 97, didn't oh, we? Yeah, we did, yeah. I remember Sharps running it at Oakwell in the cup, but um, no, it's going to be a great day, for, uh, a great away end for the fans. You can take it as many as you want down there. Yeah, yeah. So like a Blackburn Rovers. It's not too yeah. far away, neither, is it? So. No, only Yorkshire. Yeah, so. It's not so there's, there's reasons to be cheerful, isn't there? Yeah. Well, I'll so tell you what, lads. What we'll do is we'll have a quick break then. We'll come back. We've got uh, the protests to talk about. Yeah. Um, the national media interest in the protests as well. Summer signings or lack of them. Yeah. Um, and a couple of other any other business things. All right. Fantastic. Fantastic. I'll, I'll let you go and get the Chang <laughs> <laughs> or the equivalent because yeah. we, you know. Whatever you've got left. <laughs> and we'll be back for part two in a minute. Cheers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.